0: To the city, baby, when you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making, double up on facts. we stating podcasting cruise control city state. The nation, so what you saying? What we saying? Prime information, facts, keys to the city. We are locking the
1: statements streaming every Friday.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at like Keys to the City. So, subscribe. Comment, share, or like. And as well, you can follow the Joseph McGuire at Podcaster Joe or at Clovercrest Media. Let's talk some baseball. A lot going on this week. A huge series for the New York Yankees against the Boston Red Sox. We'll also be talking some NBA playoffs. Can Trey Young and Paul George lead their teams to uh, an NBA Finals? Unlike anything we maybe have ever seen. The Clippers and Hawks? Could it be a possibility? We'll talk about that with me and Ted later on, because I know Joe has to go take care of some business. But let's talk about the New York Yankees, because, well, once again, ladies and gentlemen, it's another week where the New York Yankees want to play well, and then we got a big series going in. So this is what I talk about. I know it seems like it's like I'm repeat the show, but this is how the Yankees season has been in general. I talk about it every week. One week they look great. One week they look terrible. Which week are we going to get or which team are we going to get the Yankees? We're going to get the team that we've seen the past couple of nights that were trailing, but found that way to come back and never say die attitude that we loved about the Yankees for the past couple of years. Or are we going to see the team that got swept by the Detroit Tigers or the Boston Red Sox? But let me ask you this. What is the main reason for it? Is it the return of Luke Voigt? Or, or Joe's going to love this because we have bashed this man for quite some time. But is it the Kraken, Gary Sanchez, the Joel, the bat? Is it the Kraken or is it the Luke Voigt, Voigt or could it be both? Ted, I'll start with you. No,
2: no, 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 no. Joe, all yours, buddy. Go first. All right,
1: yeah, listen, I think this is a no-brainer. Luke, Luke's been only been back for a few days. Um. Although, look, I, I've said this before and I'll say this again, to me, Luke Voigt, what Luke Voigt does in stretching that lineup out where you can hide someone like Gary, that's not hitting, you can hide Glaber when he's not hitting or whoever you could bury anybody in that lineup. But when you don't have Luke Voigt and all of a sudden everybody's got to move up a spot when someone's struggling, you're in a, you're in a spot where you're probably going to hurt the team. Mm -hmm. The Yankees have 29 home runs in their last 14 games. They had 11 in the previous 14. That's the thing we've been talking about. Where's the power home run or strikeout? Well, it's been mostly strikeouts and singles. So you're seeing the power now. Well, As for Gary Sanchez in his in the last month, in the last 23 games of the month, he's got a three thirty eight batting average with eight home runs and 18 RBI. He's now second on the team in home runs. Now, Joe, and, what is the reason for this. Like, really, this is – I mean, for a guy that we've been bashing
0: and all Yankee fans and the New York media, the team, for him to kind of have like a, a rejuvenated bounce back, a kick in the rear end, what do you think is the main reason? Is it the stance? Is it just – I was just like going to say, funny
1: you say kick because that leg kick was not doing anything for him. Uh, on the home run last night, I don't remember who made the call. Uh might have been – I don't know, maybe Paul O'Neill. Somebody said uh, that pitch – He'd been swinging through it all year. Mm -hmm. Hadn't been able to connect with it. Now with the shorter stride, absolutely murdered that ball. He's been doing it the last couple weeks. The other thing, the narrative, and you guys know how much I hate this, about what a lazy piece of, you know, that he is. Yeah. And and then you talk to, to Aaron Boone or Brian Cashman or his teammates, and they're like, nobody works harder than Gary Sanchez. No one's more embarrassed by his play than Gary Sanchez. Nobody uh-huh. wants to turn it around more than Gary Sanchez does. You can go into the Yankee chat room, ah, get rid of him. He's a lazy bum. That, it, that, that guy's trying his brains out. CeCe went after some people on Twitter the other day mm-hmm. uh, who were bashing Gary, and he suggested that why don't you try hitting a, a major league fastball and then you could run your mouth. How's that sound? I could. Um, look, it, you know, it, we we said a few weeks ago, you know, two weeks doesn't make a season. Well, now we're we're past the three week, going into the four week mark, and Gary's definitely back. And not only that, not for nothing, uh, Chapman came in the other night, was very wild, threw some balls in the dirt. How good did Gary look on that? He made three. How, how, how good did he look? at, that at Teddy, now, one, you know what one i mean. Listen,
2: head, I'm sorry to cut you off. One, he turned his head. And I, I listen, but he, he there was another in the same inning where they blew it, where Chapman walked in the runner, and then we were down one, and we ended up winning because of Gary's home run. But he, I even joked to my partner because he's so critical of Gary. Now, it's not that we don't want – we don't like Gary. It's just there's – like you said, there's such an expectation. I, I, he does get a lot of hate, maybe deservedly so. The thing is, when you say like work ethic, no one sees that. No one, and no one cares about that. The average person doesn't care about that. They just want to see production. So if you you could be in the, you could be batting, you know, batting practice, hitting off the tee for five hours before the game. If you go for four, people are going to boo you. That's just kind of the reality of the situation and the kind of world we live in. But yeah, unbelievable plays in defense. I mean, he has played better. He, listen, he's still not a stellar defensive. But Trev, sure, you ask Joe the question. I think it's it's pressure. He's relaxed. There's no, like, I got to, you know what sometimes, Trev, when they have quarterback um, uh, competitions in the spring or in this fall, right? Mm -hmm. You know, some guys, they just don't do well or there's pressure. But if you just gave them the job, they felt comfortable because there's no one leaning over their shoulder every time they're doing something. I feel like that's it. He kind of knows, like, it's his job again. Like, it's his job. Just play ball. He doesn't have to worry like, oh my God, if I go over four, I'm not going to play for the next three games and Higgy's going to start. It's like if I go over four and open anything, I'll be back tomorrow and we we'll rock and roll. Yeah, because it really is his job. He he has really taken over the the full time role at catcher. Um and he's played much yeah, I mean, better. It's I mean, I mean, huge, be no, it's just been a huge it's listen, listen. one of the I best
1: one of the best one of the best benchings the Yankees have ever had. They benched a guy in the playoffs. They benched the guy again this year, and this time he responded. You know, maybe maybe over the course of five days, you know, again, he after the series, like he didn't understand. Mm-hmm. It wasn't communicated to him that he had lost the job. Literally, he wasn't told, you're not going to play because you suck. We're going with Higgy. He wasn't told that. And people are like, hey, what is he, an idiot? you look at his numbers? Well, look at everybody else's numbers. How is everybody doing? Let me point out a couple things, by the way. Gary Sanchez has an on-base percentage of 344. That is five points higher than D.J. LeMahieu. It is third on the team behind Judge and Stanton. So even though he's only hitting 240, he does have a 340 on base percentage because, and I pointed this out when he first got benched, and I said, look, when he plays, he has to produce. And the first three games where he was spot starting to Higatsuoka, he walked in each of those games. And to me, that was better than anything else. He was taking pitches. I, my concern was you're going to play twice a week. You're going to go in there swinging for the fences and you're going to strike out a lot. He didn't do that. He he played when he played and he he performed and slowly, but surely, of course, as we've talked about, and I love the guy, but Higgy's he, not an everyday guy. It caught up to him and thank God, yeah. because imagine if, if, if a month ago where we were with these two catchers, you had two guys hitting under 200.
0: We were at a point a month ago, Joe, that we were thinking maybe Sanchez gets maybe is going to get DF'd, designated for a da, designated for assignment or get traded. At this point now, he's just like – And at $6
1: million, it was more than it was. uh, It was certainly something you could ponder them cutting this guy loose. And it's not a lot of money to eat to just send them packing an outlook. You got the guy back. You got the guy back who who you first saw in 2016, who was going to be a superstar. And here's the thing about the catching. And and I agree with you a lot on, on most of what you said there, Teddy, all of what you said, but I think that the, he's not going to be a good defensive catcher ever. He never is, but right. We've always said this as long as he's hitting hitting bombs and getting on base, dude, then great. But he's catching more confidently because he's hitting now. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know those things affect each other in a big way, especially yeah. when you're in New York and everybody's hating on you. Hundred percent.
2: Trevor, you asked the question: Is it Voya cracking?
0: No, let me let me answer why I want to say Voya and why people want to say, "Well, why voy? He's only he's since being back, he only has four hits out of thirteen at bats, got five. Yeah, Are they three home runs? Mm-hmm. But no, the reason it's not even the offense. It's just his presence. It's like it's kind of like when Swisher. When Swisher was the Yankee on the Yankees, he brought that energy. He brought that like positivity, enthusiasm. I'm not talking about his offensive skills, I'm talking about his presence, just being on the field, that energy. It felt like the Yankees were lacking that throughout the year. And I think all of us can agree on that. That you see, once Voight comes back, he just feels like he brings that presence, that that jolt. Whereas Gary, I would say why he has brought the jolt was because. It's because of the way he's playing offensively, coming in clutch the other night with the big game tying home run, and then Voight finishes later on in the inning. That's all I'm trying to say is, you see how these two guys and Ted, you're probably going to say both. I would say both as well because of not just the offensive Voight, but the ability for him to bring. Let's go, guys. Let's let's go What the freaking New York Yankees. Why are we playing like garbage? Why are we struggling? We're better than this. There's a reason why the past four or five years we've been at the top of everybody's preseason World Series favorites because we are the New York Yankees. We have the talent. We just need the kick in the ass. And it feels like that's what Voight has brought since he's come off injury. I know he's still struggling. He has a lot of strikeouts, but he's getting, he's hitting the ball. He's hitting the long ball. But that's why I'd say that's why I put Voight in this is because of that positive energy, that enthusiasm, and it looks like they're feeding off of it. And with the Kraken, obviously his
1: offensive ability right now, he's playing out of his mind. Even more importantly, when Rookie Odor doesn't have to play five or six times in a week, then just void being back, physically being there, able to Le play first, hell of and block, LeMahieu being able to play second big. means that Odor's on the bench for a day. So maybe the guy's now playing three hits yesterday.
0: See that's why Cashman gets ba- Cashman. I understand why Cashman gets bashed for his moves at times, but then moves like that, a little under the radar moves. Odor, who was supposed to be a star with the Texas Rangers, it didn't pan out for him. But since he's come to the Yankees, he feels like he's another guy that brings that energy, comes in clutch when the Yankees need a big home runs, a little base hits. He feels like he's brought that presence as well. And that's where Cashman should get some credit at times. I know he gets bashed a lot for the moves, but moves like that is why he, that's why Brian Cashman's still the GM of the New York
2: Yankees right now. Well, he, his home run the other night would have been the game-winning hit if it wasn't for Chapman's debacle. Now, is I that know concerned? we're not, that? How are you feeling about hold that? On. Hold on. First of all, uh, let me get to my point. Oh, yeah. Now you want to tell me to hold on. I got to well, tell I... you all the time. You know, you hey, know. Hey, I got to go get the know. double goal. Oh, shut up. You're not the older brother. So, you are right. It, it, I, you, you were going down the road I was going to go to and I was going to answer your question, too. It is a little concerning with Chapman lately. But... I feel like we've seen this narrative in this book before. He goes through these stretches where he just loses it. When he walked the guy the other night to load the bases, I go, "We're in trouble," because if he has bases loaded, he can't throw a strike. There's, there, it's something in it, mindset. You could tell. All I mean, it was like four straight balls. It is concerning that he's blown a couple saves and opportunities the past couple weeks. But doesn't that get so you nervous? But, but, but. You know, at the end of the day, you still want him on the mound. That's, that's but when you that's see not, him. When you see him, he's just going goal. to a bad stretch. What do you want to yeah. say? No, no, because no,
0: it's concerning because we've seen this not just in the regular season, but we've seen in the past two years of the postseason. Give, no, up. I
2: just, give, give me a favor. Name me a if, name your closer in Major League Baseball right now that doesn't go through this once in a while. Kay. Okay, not, if his name so, isn't Mariano Rivera. The great Papelbon, Trevor Hoffman, Billy Wagner, they've all, they, all these great, they had the same stretches.
0: I have a problem with what you just said. You said Mariana Rivero and then you said the great Jonathan Papelbon.
2: No, you want ret- to retract that statement again? But, but when I say that, you know what I'm saying. No, but no.
0: Look, Mariano, I know, Mariano's unbelievable. But what I'm saying with Chapman, we have Chapman right now. And what we've seen from him, he does go throughout the season. But I'm talking about when, when it comes down to postseason. And the last time we've seen him in the postseason, he gave up a, a, a game-leading game home run, which eventually ended the season. Two years ago was the home run to Altuve. Like, we've seen this enough to say, it's concerning. It's concerning as the closer. Your job is to come in. You have one specific job. You come in, you get three, you get four, you get five outs. And to see Chapman, who is dynamite when he's on. Not
1: everyone
2: can no Chapman. It's struggle. not and that easy. That's why I say it. We've it's seen it. It's not that easy. Even Mariano said, the, hard, the hardest three outs in the baseball game is the last three outs. Okay? Now, let's get back to the question at hand. You said Voight and Kraken. You're both right. And, of course, I'd be the guy that can't break the tie. Because Joe started <laughs> what his is, conversation. Else is new? Shut up. The Joe knows? started the conversation by saying Voight does add value to this line it's tremendously. He yeah. stretches the line about DJ doesn't have to play first. Now he can play sick second. When Gio gets hit in the shin, now he can play third. Okay. If we had a good replacement to play to take Glaber and sit him down, he'd be sitting down. Right, but Gio sure. got hurt because Glaber right now is a big problem. Let's get at it. Voight adds value. And Trev, you're 100% right when you talk about Voight. He adds what Dad used to say about Swisher, excitement. He's like the heartbeat of the team. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the best way I can put it. He adds blood flow. They're almost stale and stiff when he's not there. You can just see it. He hit the first bomb and just excitement, bang. And It looked like playing like, There's just an exuberance that he brings to the lineup. Plus, he brings power, and he, and he has been clutch before.
0: Okay. Now,
2: hold on, Trev. That- so with that being so with that being said, and and Joe's right though, Void playing first and stretch that line about just me. I mean, what I told you before, David Cohn said the gauntlet, DJ at one, Judge at two, Sanchez at three, void at four, Stan at five. Name five guys that you like that has a better top five in the entire baseball. Five how guys often, that, how often do you see
0: that lineup of LeMahieu,
2: Judge, not Stan, often. Well, that's insane realistically, these guys haven't been hurt that much this year. It's just, it's a little bit here and there, but the biggest thing that we've talked about since day one is the inconsistency and the negative part of it, where we can't seem to get, God forbid we ever got all of them hot at the same time. Good luck to Major League Baseball. I, I wouldn't want to face that lineup. But with this lineup and what we're seeing now is, to Joe's point, now just look at Gary. He really, it's only been him. And he's carried this team the two weeks. And that's the type of impact him and any one of those five guys can make in this lineup. But especially Gary. Because he just seems to take the pressure. Because you kind of know Judge is going to do his thing. Stan's going to be hot for two weeks and then and then be sleeping in the next two weeks. But Gary just balances it out. He really does. He, he, he Kind of the blood flow. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you want to pitch around, Judge? Well, we're going to go to Gary. Oh, no, you don't. No, 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 no. So... You're both right. They both have value, but really, right now, I'd say Gary is the one that's really pushed them over the top. So, if I had to pick a guy right now to your question, if you then, got to make a choice. It's Gary right now because he's been doing it longer and he's been consistently. But you are right though. Voy has added a little jolt. and look at it. We're talking about the hold on. We're talking about the question right now. Both of them had a major impact in the game the other night. Gary hits yes. the home run. There's nobody you want right now that you you want up. Yes, but the they so. They both hit home runs. But there's no one – no, you know, Mavoy did not hit the home. He just missed it later on, but that oh. scored the run Wade from second. But he did hit a home run earlier in their game. And he's got three home runs since he's come back. But if, there's no person on the Yankee lineup right now that you want in clutch right now other than Gary Sanchez. Yo, the, let biggest, me- hold on. the biggest problem I do still have with this Yankee team is, just like they lost on Tuesday – was they had 11 runners left on base, and they were 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position, and it almost came to bite them in the ass on Wednesday again. Thank God for Gary's clutch home run and Void's ability to, to take over and win it afterwards because they are still, and that's going to be the question with this team, is, yeah, they can hit home runs, but can they get a run in when a man's on third with less than two outs? That's going to be the difference of this team winning a World Series or not winning a World Series because you can't go 0 for 9 with 11 men run on scoring position because go through the Royals. The Royals suck. They are garbage. They're, they're, not, they're going to be the top three picks next year. You need know. to be able to move runners over and score. They're not that And I'm travel. Your, your epiphany of getting Trevor's story for Glaber might happen sooner or later because oh, he dear. is a major, major problem. Joe, let me ask you this. Um,
0: you see the offense, it's a dominant righty lineup. Do you think the Yankees desperately need to get that lefty? And I'm talking about like a power lefty guy in that lineup because having the dominant righty, we've seen this over and over again in the playoffs. Or pitcher, it, it seems easy for pitching because they got the righties. They don't need to do much. But adding a lefty, do, do you think the Yankees need to desperately, no, I won't say desperately, but need to add that lefty bat in the lineup? I don't
2: have a lefty starting pitcher.
0: Because you don't have, because Hicks is gone yeah. and Odor is a le- He's a, No, he's only a lefty. Switch. Right? Or- he's, a switch. he's a switch. Okay. Switch. So you really don't have a true lefty other than Gardy. I mean, realistically. So, do the Yankees go look – is that their main priority going into
1: the trade deadline? I think an outfielder is definitely on the menu. It, obviously, I think if you could it, – it, listen, if you're looking at the, the two biggest problem childs right now on the Yankees, it's Brett Gardner and Clinton Frazier, neither of whom – I mean, both are hitting are still around 200 and Labor. have showed – uh, Glaber, well, so, so Joe, listen, he's, Glaber, right fifty, right yeah, now. In the last listen, he got up. He was up to two seventy-two. Glaber was, this. and now he's back to two sixty-six. I understand that he's he's back in a, he's back in his little slump. I I get all that, dude. He's like two weeks away. He'll be back to two sixty next week. He'll be fine. I'm not really worried about Glaber. I'm very worried. Striking out at thirty-five percent. Right it's now. not good. It's not. So, listen, Joe, he works so unbalanced. Yes. Well, one, Look, whatever he, they he he did was. to Sanchez, now they need to focus on Glaber. He's also. figured out. Jeff, I don't know if you've
2: seen it. Joe, he's got such a high leg kick. He needs to go back to. Remember when A Rod used to have the high leg kick? That's like they what took, it, was, dude, they dude, took dude. that away from him and they said, just pick it up and put it right back down. He's got to. Sh- Something is off Get him. I, watch, I watch him every night. He there's there's two different ways of striking out. You could strike out looking good. He's striking out looking awful. I mean, he's swinging at pitches a foot off the ground, ten feet outside. I mean, it's it's baffling. It's almost like he's not visually seeing the ball whatsoever. He's just going up there and just like I'm gonna swing and hope it makes contact and
1: and pray. Contacts and pray. last year? I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. I think Glaber got contacts last year. Because he was wearing the
0: gla- – he's still wearing the glasses, right? He's still wearing those?
1: Yeah. I so. I, I, I don't know what to say about Glaber Gley- Torres.
0: Maybe – like we did with Gary Sanchez, maybe the late kick is a problem, but they got to start figuring out Glaber because this is a guy that's very young. He's, he's 24 years old. Superstar We're potential. Start a but right now, he's taking – it's kind of like – like the Daniel Jones thing, like you're hoping that this kid takes that next step, but he's ca- he took the step backwards right now. I mean, Glaber, when he c- came up, he was one of the prized possessions of the prospects, and then you see him, he's going backwards. It's it's kind Trev, of like trade him consuming. for Schwartz. Trevor, huh? trade him for, for Schwab's. No, we need Trevor Story. We want. No, we need,
2: no you know we should trade him for it. Max Scherzer. Bring him in, baby. I want the Warrior. We need Let to start me. pitching.
1: Yeah, let me answer your question, though, specifically. You asked, personally, do I think a lefty? No, I don't think they they need it. Now, if I'm Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone and I'm in a room together with my analytics guys, they're all telling me, we need a lefty power bat, let's find a lefty power center fielder. That's what they're saying right now. So for the Yankees, yes, I'm certain that that's on their mind, that they see that as probably the number one thing that needs to be addressed. I think you'd certainly like to get another starter in this rotation, although – Listen, if Michael King can can pitch like he's pitched, you you it's he's serviceable enough. Did you
2: see Severino? He was bouncing around the field the other day.
1: I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess that it. injury wasn't as bad as we all thought he was. Like maybe done for the year. Yeah, he's he like he's he got, like fine. crippled.
2: He was like Paul Pierce in the playoff game where he left in a stretcher, and all of a sudden he was magically okay. It's like yeah, I'm okay. No, it's Jeff, like soccer, soccer. soccer player. Remember that Act- playoff game? So oh, yeah, here's, here's my, here's my thing. I don't think you need a lefty power at bat. You don't need a power guy because you have enough power. Now a lefty at bat would be a bonus to this lineup to add balance. You just need a guy that makes contact. Doesn't well, have to let be me ask you this ball. real
1: quick, Teddy. What would you say if I told you that 27 championships have all come with at least two left-handed power bats in the lineup?
2: Well, I'd say we, they didn't have nine righties that can hit the ball like we do. So if we could just get away, win. If we can just get a lefty guy who can make contact, like a DJ, like a Gio, and can play center field or any other position, because I'll tell you one thing, and Duhar has added balance to that outfield, and he's a lot better than people thought he would be. And mm-hmm. he might end up taking Clint Frazier's job, to be honest with you, because Glaber and Cliff Frazier are automatic outs right now. The other night, they were 0 for 9 combined with like seven strikeouts. So the, they're, And the thing is, Clint Frazier was on this team to hit the ball. That's what he was known for. And now he can't hit the ball, which is, which is another thing that's disheartening. And I'm thinking, Trev, you know, I, I reference a lot of times with the football. I'm thinking some of these guys just need a change in scenery. Something is not clicking. So, hey, I know you're like, well, what are you going to get Clint Frazier? Someone's going to look at that guy and go, there's potential there. Okay? And I thought about this the other day. The two big trades. Of Miller and Chapman were Glaber and Clint Frazier, and both of them are the biggest liabilities on our team right now. And they were going to be our two young studs going forward to team up with Gary and Sanchez. I'm mean, in excuse Gary and Judge.
1: Well, I'm 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 not convinced that. I mean, you know, I think not for nothing, but if you're Glaber, um, a- again, I'm going to use COVID. I I I really do. And no, he showed
2: up fat last year to the thing. He was overweight, and he was like, I couldn't get to a gym. Bullshit baloney, because you you could get to a line. You play for the New York Yankees. You can find a gym. You can work out a facility. That's a lack of um, professionalism. Oh. That's a lack of professionalism. And and these guys, Joe, it's not like these guys are going through streaks. They have not hit well whatsoever. I, I, put so, I mean, Gleyber's- sure,
1: not, my, I I understand that. You you just pointed out though that another team will see that guy and be like, oh, there's plenty of upside to this guy. Well, maybe maybe. Maybe a, cha- a change of scenery. What's Ford doing in Tampa? I don't know. Is he even playing? I'm sure he's probably already got four or five homers. Him and Tachman going to be Tuchman, in the All Star game. Tachman's playing pretty well with the Giants. Yeah. Oh, dude. Tachman's been fantastic. Although he's hit, the hitting's falling off a little bit, but I think he had uh, the first week they traded him, he had two, like, a uh, uh, home run. He robbed two home runs like yes. in the same week, too. Back to back mm-hmm. nights, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh while the Yankees were like literally trying to fill the, the lineup card. I like who can play the outfield? Wade, get oh, a glove. You yeah, know, really. meanwhile, Talkman's hitting homers and jumping over fences. He has cooled off a bit, um, with the average, which Thank God! <laughs> um, <laughs> you hate when that happens, don't yeah, you? Man. I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm waiting for for when Mike Ford in September hits his 20th of the season. And we're like, oh God, I
0: knew it! And it's and it's like, like <laughs> yeah. In the playoff, let me ask you this: What do we expect, honestly? Last thing, and then Joe, if you have your one more thing, I'll let you finish up with that. What do we expect from this big series against the Sox? Because last time we played the Sox, they came in the town. They took care of business, sweeping the New York Yankees for the first time since 2011. What do you expect on this side going into Fenway? Huge series, too.
1: Well, I, I, here's what you can't have. You can't get swept again. Yeah. Uh, or you'll find yourself seven games behind Boston, who's only in second place, obviously. So, uh, you know, that, that's that got uh, all the potential to be a serious problem if if you're the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um you know uh, it, it was it was a rough series uh back in june when they played uh that that was when i insisted michael king never start a game again my opinion on that has changed uh game 2 didn't go well they could have had game 3 obviously lost it in extra innings it was a a heartbreaking series and Uh, Came off the heels of losing a game to Minnesota. So at that point, it was a four-game losing streak. And, you know, you had every reason to think like, ah, this team is terrible. Mm -hmm. And all you're doing is losing to the teams in front of you. And we had Toronto coming up a couple series. And obviously that went well. But this, this thing on June 4th, 5th, and 6th, after that series, you lost four in a row, Tampa, the three to Boston. It looked like the Yankees could, I mean, eight and a half back, I think, at that point it could have got bad quick. Had yeah. they gone to Buffalo and gotten swept by the Buffalo Blue Jays, you know what I mean? Th- things would have been catastrophic at that point. You would, could have you could conceivably have seen the Yankees 10 games back. Mm-hmm. Instead, and we were joking about this last week, what are they which Yankee team's going to show up? Once again, it was the one we really like a lot. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. So um, I do expect the the way this team's playing, and I think the fact that you've got Voigt back, that you've got Sanchez hitting, that you got him not only hitting and hitting bombs, but also catching pretty well. I, I like that. Um the last turn in the rotation, I feel like everybody did a a, a good job. Obviously, Tyone yesterday finally um finally delivered a, a full-on performance. I think that was the clearly the best he's looked. Um, I still don't like that Herman will be masterful for three or four in a row and then have that game where he gives up five earned in five innings. So definitely, definitely thinking about a starting pitcher. But yeah, I feel like the Yankees will at least take two out of three here at home. They have, to. Um, they no, do. They definitely have to. That's right. That's right. My bad. That's right. They are in Fenway. Yeah. Uh, so again, I mean, tough place to play. Good though. Fans in the stands. You're gonna. You're Sometimes gonna. I mean, for the first two, time in like yeah. two years in Fenway. Oh, it's it's gonna yeah. be intense. To look, this is to me. This is like playoff baseball right now. If you're the Yankees. Yeah. It's it's what is it? June 25th. Yeah. June 25th, right now. I mean, you are fast running out of time, and like I said, you know, you're still competing with three other teams. Yeah, he's ahead of great. Toronto for now. Yep. But. This is still a a four-team race. So it's not like, oh, we just got to keep pace with Boston. We just got to keep pace with Tampa. We just got to keep beating Toronto. All three of those things have to happen simultaneously going forward. A big weekend here in Boston will go a long way. Dude, imagine if the Yankees can sweep and close the gap with Boston to one. Now, Tampa may win all three and and, and stay three out of the Yankees, but still – you you got to – whoever the Yankees have in front of them in the AL East, you got to beat them. You got to start beating these teams because they have not done that. They, they've got uh, like a 385 winning percentage against the East. Yeah, That's other bad.
0: Than, other than the Orioles, the, every game against the Blue Jays, against the Grays, and against the Red Sox from here on out are playoff-type games. Yes. And they, need to take, they need to take advantage of these games, and this is a huge start for this series. And we got to see how they play. We got to hold – like I say every week – is this going to be the Yankees of the past week that they start to win the games, or is it going to be like the Yankees where they go into Detroit and they get swept and then they continue to lose and we're like, here we go again?
1: You're throwing Herman, Montgomery, and Cole in this series. There are no excuses. There's so no Cole's Michael the King. Sunday there's no game. Ben Nelson. There's it's it's your three big guns are going to be thrown in this series. Yep. So this is this is you'll know what you have. On Monday morning, we can talk about it Monday, and we'll know what this team is, I think, going forward the rest of the year. Sounds good. Ted?
2: Uh, similar to what we're going to talk about in a second after Joe leaves, your best players have to play Vegas in the big games, right? So we're going to talk about PG-13. We're going to talk about Trey Young, two impactful players on their teams. Well, guess what? That's Gary Sanchez. That's Judge. That's Stan. We can't be over 12 with six Ks. Per night, we, 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 have we, to know, be, we, we have to be the better start players. Here's the not, thing. Here's Devers, the thing. They, have a, they have a big three.
1: Martinez. I'd well,
2: But I'm just, listen, I'll just say they're big three right now, okay? Whatever. Who cares? You want to add four? You want to add five? Whatever. Devers, Bogarts, and Martinez, right? Well, we have Judge, Stan, and Sanchez. You. I'll do it that way. Our three got to be better than their three. Your three can't be six for 12 with five RBIs and, you know, and winning games. And our guys like, you know, strikeout, 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 pop up, single, ground out. No, we got to outplay their – that's why we have a big three. That's why we have the gauntlet. DJ's got to come up the bat. Judge's got to slice the ball in right field. Sanchez has got to hit one off the wall on a rope for a single, and then we got to get a sacrifice and it's two nothing. That's how we got. We got to play as the big guns. Yep. Because if Absolutely. our big guys play like they go in the tank and they play like some of the other guys under pressure, okay, yeah. then we're gonna have an issue. Sorry, Dad's calling me. That's why I'm gonna keep talking. Don't get distracted. So, keep talking. I don't need I, you to Joe, get distracted listen, Telling me star Joe, players funny? Joe, funny? He tells me to keep talking Usually keep he talking. wants stop talking Because the floor is <laughs> yours my man uh, You know my <laughs> point My point is the big time players Got to come up big in the game Okay. Enough of the crap with 0 for 12 and 10 Ks Hit the ball over the damn fence Send it through a Yorkie way Right up
1: the rear end and let's go Joe you got one more thing for us I do. Um, Garrett Cole uh, has 13 starts where he's given up two runs or fewer this season. The Yankees are eight and five in those games. However, overall, the Yankees are eight and seven in Garrett Cole's 15 starts. You got to do a lot better than that. I mean, what that's this, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's starting to feel that way. Also, I thought this was an interesting stat because we talk about the Yankees and not being a great fundamental team. They have scored eight runs on wild pitches or passed balls this season, which is third most in baseball. And it sort of makes up for some of the nonsense, some of the stupid things the Yankees have done on the base. And the fact that they leave too many guys on base. So they they have fun away. By the way, seven of the last nine wins have been comeback wins. So. Mm-hmm. You, you like to see that. Again, they don't play great fundamentals, but this team doesn't stop. Last two things, both about Gary, seven home runs in the last 13 games. That's the most by any catcher in baseball this season over any 13-game stretch. He has a 753 slugging percentage in his last 23 games. That is the highest slugging percentage over any 23-game stretch for any catcher in baseball this season. So is Gary Sanchez the best catcher in baseball still? Probably. He probably is. And don't be shocked when he's at the All Star game. That'll be.
0: Joe is a happy man, Joseph. He's a happy man. We'll see how the New York Yankees pay, uh, fare against those Boston Red Sox this weekend. Joseph, as always, I know you're a happy man. Your boy
1: Gary's coming back. Do you have a jersey as his, of his by any chance? Of course I have a crap. jersey. No, you jersey. do no, you, no, do. You. do you? I do. Yeah, I do. Not only do I have one, I got one for my son. I decided early on his favorite player was going to be that awesome catcher. Joseph, as always, my man. Thanks, buddy. Guys, have a good one.
0: Kraken lives! (laughs) (laughs) Well, as Ted was saying in the previous thing, in the previous segment, he was talking about star players, and he was talking about the New York Yankees. As star players, their star players need to come up in the clutch and need to deliver for their team to be successful. The Boston Red Sox to break three has been able to do it. That's why they have swept the New York Yankees early on in the season with J.D. Martinez, Devers, and uh, Bogarts. Well, now it's time for these three. Th- it's time for the star players of the New York Yankees to deliver. That's how I feel about the NBA. Is it porn? Oh, yeah. It's porn. It's porn right now. It's well, raining. It's raining like crazy here, bro. It's yeah it's okay buddy don't worry Ted as I'm trying to say is the stars of the two teams that need it the most that probably are the underdog that were the underdogs coming into this series the Atlanta Hawks and the LA Clippers well Trey Young has done Trey Young things this entire postseason and he continued in game one as he gone for 48 points and was the best player on the court well PG 13 Hasn't been too shabby himself. The guy that's been getting knocked a lot throughout his postseason lows in the past couple years has delivered for a team that is losing to most their best player in Kawhi Leonard. So can Trey Young, with up 1-0 right now, and PG-13 down 2-1 in the series, continue to lead their teams into a unexpected NBA Finals of 2021? We thought 2020 was weird for the NBA could you imagine 2021 with fans back in the L.A. Clippers versus the Atlanta Hawks? What are you, I don't care who you are. Not even the smartest man in the world could tell you that that was going to be happening or the smartest better in the world was going to happen. There's no way. If somebody yeah. has that
2: finals, Chuck, wow. Well, someone, Pat was telling me last week when our 2 weeks, No way out. somebody has that finals. Listen, Pat no. told me there was, there was a guy... What was it? that? Was, I it was on sports. No, a guy put a twenty thousand dollar bet on the Atlanta Hawks to win the Eastern Conference at like, wow. a, like, like I don't know, fifty to one. Beginning of the year? No, like in like January. Wow. He he was in a it was twenty thousand dollars for the Atlanta Hawks to win the Eastern Conference. Wow. Big, big payout. Big. So <laughs> oh, the question the is, Can Trey and PG thirteen continue to lead their teams? Absolutely. I just wanted to be correct on what I was going to say. So, Paul George, 2021 playoffs, averaging 29 points on 45.5% shooting. He has been everything the Clippers could have asked for so far in this playoffs. And if it wasn't for his mishap, which is very unfortunate because I never, you never want to see a guy he's um, a good free throw um, shooter, too. fail under the pressure. But the other night, he missing the both free throws, which he's an 86% free throw shooter, 84 85%. I couldn't believe he missed both of them. I thought he hit at least one or the two. He wins both of of those free throws. Clippers are up two games to one easily. And, uh, you know, can they lead them? Absolutely. The Clippers in both the series have come back and won both series down 2-0. And I like where the Clippers are at. Their depth. They They have so many good pieces to this team. They are made as a championship team. It kind of reminds me of the Lakers of last year. They have a little bit of everything. They have Edge with Reggie Jackson. I'm excuse me, with Reggie Jackson and uh Patrick Beverly. They have great veteran p- veterans in Marcus Morris. Zubat played g- phenomenal last, last night as a big man. Paul George is the star that you need. Um I, I like Taron Wu's coaching. You know, he, he's he he doesn't have favoritism you could see one game patrick beverly plays like 5 minutes another game he plays 35 minutes he just he has a great sense and feel for the game but to your other guy, Trey Young, he's been phenomenal. I mean, the Atlanta Hawks have won every game one right now on the road. They beat the Knicks in game one, they beat Philly in game one, and they win in the Milwaukee in game one. And that's what you need to do when you're the visiting team. You gotta win one of the two games to bring back home court advantage back to you. I like well, right the Atlanta. Right? Tra-
0: Hold on, is it Trey's greatness or is it because of the balance of the team, the role players that are stepping well, in?
2: Well, I mean, it is it's Trey Young's greatness. It really is. Um, because but but Donovich is dealing with an injury and he hasn't looked the same. Um mm-hmm. he's a key pulling And, this, and here's the other thing. Milwaukee's gonna have to change their lineup. That Brooke Lopez is going to have to be a bench guy. It's Brooke Lopez is not going to be able to play in this series, and I know that's gonna affect Milwaukee, but Giannis might have to be the five, and they're gonna have to go small in this lineup because mm-hmm. When they run the high pick and roll with Lopez as the uh, defending the second defender, he's dropping back in the lane, which gives Trey Young the the 12 to 15 foot pull up, or he can beat him with the floater all day long. If you go smaller and make Giannis the five, that will that will definitely make Atlanta's life a lot tougher. Jay will explained it very uh, very well last night on um, the countdown right before the other game, but Trey Young has been phenomenal. You know, you want to knock this guy his size. He's kind of like a little gnat. He's annoying. But he's been phenomenal in this playoffs. He's been clutch when he's needed to. We have, we yeah. talked about it last week in Philly where, like, he was three for 17. But when it mattered most in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter against Philly, clutch clutch threes, great passing, no turnovers, making all the right plays. He's done everything you could ask for when Atlanta yeah. traded for him with, with the Dodgers trade. And I think the Clippers are built for the, uh, the comeback. You think the Hawks have uh what do you think about that? You think the Hawks have won that trade so far? No, I think both teams have won. I think well, Ball you got D- think about, hold on, in the
0: sense of what the young core they have, but also they're three wins away from going to an NBA Finals, and the Dallas Mavericks are trying to figure out a GM, coach, a GM, and a coach. It looks like Jason Kidd looks like he's
2: going to be well, the next. Here, here's my thing: I would look at the teams and say the Atlanta Hawks have done a better job of supporting Trey Young. Their best defender, I mean, they threw the draft. They the draft. Their best defender, DeAndre Hunter, got hurt. Oh yeah, the top three Yeah, isn't even playing. Thank you very much. Another big-time wing, six foot eight, six foot seven wing who can shoot the three. They've done a very good job of supporting John Collins, Hurdle, Brojanovic, They've done really well. Paid him for Capella too. Yes, I mean, listen, you don't look at that, but he has defense, he has rebounding, and he's the alien. Listen, it's an Alou thing. It kind of reminds you of the DeAndre Hunter of Chris Paul thing when they were with the Clippers. Every piece fits for the Atlanta Hawks, and it's working well, and they're building on their confidence, and they're playing with confidence, and you can see it. You, I thought the other night there was like three or four minutes left, and the Milwaukee was up like eight or nine. Yeah, they were, yeah they were trailing at one point And then all of the a sudden, game. I looked, and they, were, and they were up, and I go, wow. And then they won the game, and they're playing with confidence. They look good. Both teams can win this series, and it's both going to be because of their stars. Cause you think Kawhi, Kawhi comes back in this series? Honestly, no, I don't, Mm. but I don't, I don't think the Clippers need them. I think the Clippers can, listen, am I rooting for the Suns? Absolutely. But I think the Clippers, the way, the way they have played the past two games, they Mm. could easily come back and win this series. No, I shouldn't say easily. That's probably the wrong term, but they have the ability to come back and play. They looked, they looked like a different team last night. They looked first, like game the, in, uh, first game
0: in Clippers uh, history, a Western Conference Finals game. They
2: That's looked Western like the pit bull. They looked tougher. They looked, they looked more ready to play. And like I said, if Paul George hits two of those free throws, we're probably talking about a different series. They're up 2-1, and we were looking at the Suns going, this is a must-win game four for them. Instead of, hey, okay, if you win, you're up 3-1. If you lose, it's 2-2, two, two, and you still got two games back at your place, two out of three. I've been very impressed with Trey Young.
0: He's emerged as almost to the tier of superstar. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. That man is killing it in the NBA playoffs. And people continue to doubt the Atlanta Hawks. I said that. Don't be surprised if they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I should have probably picked them. But don't be surprised if they're in the NBA Finals because they have the formula to get to an NBA Finals. And hell, they have the formula to win a title. They have a star. They have a great depth. They have great depth. They have great role players that come in clutch when their star player is down. They have a great coach who has been through the playoffs, who has been in, the, in these situations before. So the Atlanta Hawks, don't be surprised, ladies and gentlemen, if they are representing the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. And the Clippers, well, Paul George has to continue to do his thing because he has – I know people want to bash him for all of his bad play for playoff woes, but he's delivering. He's delivering as the guy that we expect him to be, which is a top 10, top 15 player in this league. One more thing. Do you think the Hawks win? Do you think the Hawks go up to a commanding 2-0 lead tonight, or do we no, see a tie? No, no, no.
2: no, I think Milwaukee comes back. Drew Holiday's sh- shuts down Trey Young. And honestly, uh-huh. shut down, but you can't shut down great players, but you can easily... You can only continue them. Yes, and here's the thing. I think Milwaukee has to change the way they're lined up I said Brooke Lopez has to be a bench guy. I think they have to go small mm-hmm. because you got to match the Atlanta Hawks' versatility and... and, and, and um, and small ball play. Plus, it'll give you more flexibility to guard Trey Young. Instead of Lopez and, and- I mean, Atlanta Hawks starting five, very athletic team. I mean, and you, look, you, Lopez, you need to have that
0: athleticism around.
2: Well, that, and here's the other thing. I think Milwaukee plays bully ball tonight. I think Giannis comes.
1: Giannis from- needs to have that
0: game seven type game against the Nets. He needs to come in and dominate like the two-time MVP he is and do his thing. That's what he yeah, has to I, do.
2: So I think Milwaukee takes, uh, takes advantage of that tonight and wins tonight. What do you got? Right. What do you got over there? What do
0: you got over there? You got a little message. Yeah, it was it was a it was from the earlier messages from Joe saying uh, replying to our message. I don't know why I just got it. I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Hawks. Screw it. I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Hawks. Go with yeah, you wrong, bro. And then I'm gonna go with the Suns to win tomorrow. Go to commanding three one lead. So we could be seeing a Suns Hawks in my view. Don't know what's gonna happen. But this NBA playoffs, no, no, one no, 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 no. the stars have played well, the superstars have played well, and there's been some unexpected moments, and we are on the verge of a maybe another unexpected mode. A huge week in baseball as the New York Yankees take on the Boston Red Sox. I'll get to see the Yankees tomorrow, and I'll get to see the Yankees on Sunday Night Baseball as well. So I finally get to watch them. Thank I you. think if
2: both NBA games go to uh, both series go to seven.
0: I would love it. Sign me up for both games. I, I, I
2: truly believe that that both games. I think the Clippers will find a way to push it 2-2. Two, two. Suns will go back home, 3-2, three, 3-3, three, three, boom, boom, boom. Maybe Kawhi comes back in game seven. But I also think Milwaukee is going to win tonight. And, we'll and they'll push it to seven.
0: A lot of good going on. The NBA playoffs have been great. The NHL playoffs, Montreal Canadiens continue. Talk about unexpected. continue their unexpected and shocking run as they are going to the Stanley Cup Finals. And who will they be playing? Are going to be playing the Tampa Tonight Bay Lightning? are going to be playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. Are they
2: going to be playing the New York? 28 years know. ago, the Canadians were last time in the finals. Wow. Well, we'll, right.
0: we'll see what happens. These playoffs have been very, very unexpected, and it's been great. A huge series, like I said, with the New York Yankees against the Boston Red Sox. So we'll see how all of that turns out this weekend. A great sports weekend. Cannot wait. I know what I'll be doing this weekend. Working and watching sports. Nothing better. But ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys of the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys of the City. So subscribe, comment, share, or like. Clovercrest Media presents Keys of the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness and the making. Double up on facts. We stay in podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information.
2: Facts. Keys to the city. We're locking the statements.
1: Streaming every Friday.